Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Hey, what's up, Bar listeners? Before we get into this episode, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by AGTV. That's right. The people that made the American Gospel documentary has come up with a streaming service app. It's pretty much like Netflix for solid biblical content. Go to watch AGTV. Use the code BAR, the number one, to get 10% off the monthly rate. AGTV is so awesome. They also have our very own Just Thinking podcast on there. So you want to make sure you go to watchagtv.com. Use the code BAR, the number one, for 10% off. To the bar, come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast! The living bread, and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities, and the burbs, and every person we meet. This is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah, welcome to the the Reformation, yeah. The bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building, right back in here. Another Tuesday. Super excited as always to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you listen to the show. We are grateful that you're listening i love to start the show off by thanking the listeners you guys make this awesome you make it fun i can't tell you how much i really just enjoy podcasting Um, i'm not in it for the money i'm not in it for the fame but i am in it to to provide good content and uh, you guys make that uh, a great experience and i want to shout you guys out Always like I start the show, I want you to take your phone out. If you're listening on the phone and screenshot your player, post it, tag it, tag us, let everybody know your favorite podcast, The Bar Podcast. And also, like I do every week, is bring you a awesome guest. Um, this guest is awesome like all the rest of them. Uh, and I actually, um, I'm very humbled and honored that he was able to come on the show. Heard a lot about him and, and actually a, a lot of his uh, a lot of the students that attend where he works, I would say, uh, uh, recommended him highly and uh, just grateful to God that we were able to make the connection we have on none other than Dr. Allen. How are you doing today, sir? Yeah, Dwayne, I'm doing great. I'm thrilled to be with you guys and uh, honored to be on your podcast and look forward to the conversation. Awesome. Awesome. So I always start the show by uh, letting you introduce yourself to those that might not know who you are. I'm going to give you the floor to do that, whether it's personal, professional. I'm going to give you the floor to do that right here. Absolutely. Thanks, Dwayne. So my name is Jason Allen. I am uh, completing seven years of service as president of Midwestern Seminary in Kansas City. Before that, I served for 11 years uh, in different capacities at Southern Seminary in Louisville. Uh, to be clear, I, I actually 
was a student for about the first five of those years and served uh, in two different cabinet level positions for a little over six years there in Louisville. Um, my wife and I, her name is Karen, we have five children. They now are ages 16 to 10, which means they're growing up. When I, when I came to Midwestern seven years ago, they were ages nine to four. So we live on campus in the present zone. We, we love it here. I love getting to serve churches through Midwestern Seminary. And uh, we just feel really good about what God's doing on campus and feel good about what God is doing very graciously in the lives of the Allen family. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds good. So you said that was four kids or five? I, I don't know if I heard you right. Yeah, five kids. We're now gotcha. 16, 15, 13, 11, 10. Okay, you you one up on me. I have four, so I guess I got to get back to work. Just kidding, just kidding. I'm done. <laughs> I hear you. Yes, sir. So, um, tell me a little bit about um, you know your your uh, transition from Southern to Midwestern because I've been hearing a lot of good things about Midwestern. A lot of my, like I said, a lot of friends of mine that go there. Talk about going from from that university, which you know is a good, well known university, to Midwestern. How was that transition? And uh, just yeah, just how was that transition as far as going from one to the other in this capacity? Yeah, so it was both exhilarating and challenging, and often those two words go together, by the way. <laughs> uh, the seminary had been through a season of, of real difficulty, financial challenge for challenges here for a number of years before I came, a leadership challenge. Uh, the previous president had, had effectively been dismissed. He, he resigned, I believe, technically before he was dismissed, but it was a real, a real crisis here. Mm-hmm. The seminary had been through two different seasons of financial austerity, which brought uh, across-the-board pay cuts, eliminations of positions, and everyone on staff going from a five-day work week to a four-day work week. So it had been it had been tough. The place was pretty mm-hmm. beat up. Uh, reputationally, it was challenged as well. And look, I, I was young enough and probably not smart enough at that age, not, not <laughs> experienced enough to, to know all the questions to ask and why I should have been scared off. But really, uh, seriously, we just sensed a profound sense of God's calling here. And we, me, my wife and I, as we prayed about it, we sought the Lord's will. It became very clear to us that he was preparing us for this role and that we um, we wanted to step into it. No, we should step into it. And so so we did step into it. So we came here with a very clear sense of, of vision, of mission, and that was an institution that would be fanatically committed to serving uh, the local church. And so very early on, we uh, we birthed the vision statement for the church. And that's not only the vision statement for the seminary. That also is a nomenclature we use across campus and beyond for events, for conferences, for resources that we have, and it's just really who we are. I mean, we, we want to be the institution, the premier institution, who is most faithfully and most effectively serving local churches. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, that um, <clears throat> that sounds like a, an interesting thing to, to come into, um, and like I said, being young um, and to jump in. I've heard a lot of uh, good things about uh, as far as leadership, um, and because you mentioned about how, I guess, the leadership wasn't kind of there before you got there. Where were some of the things that you implemented to kind of uh, well, to be that leader for the university as well as uh, surround yourself with good leaders? What were some of the things that you you did to, to make that happen? Yeah, I would say at the principal level, there were some key commitments I had on the front end that, that certainly helped and informed hiring decisions and, and other subsequent operational decisions. Um, I had a very clear sense in my heart what a seminary should be able to do. And again, then we're back to that, to that for the church vision. And that's a part mm-hmm. of my own personal narrative. 
I had been a pastor for many years, a preacher for many years, always been involved in local church ministry. At the same time, I had this growing uh, appreciation for and ultimately calling to theological education. And when I served at Southern Seminary, where I was very happy serving with Dr. Al Mohler and the different roles mm-hmm. there, um, I loved it there. We weren't looking to leave. We weren't disappointed or upset while we were there. And we really thought we'd be there long term. But if I ever left, I thought I would probably leave to go pastor church. Mm. And so what was happening in my life and my heart was the, these two parallel uh, senses of calling and desires and ambitions, one for theological education, one for local church service. And at Midwestern Seminary, those two parallel tracks began to intersect in my life on the front end of mm. coming here. Okay, what do we like to go to an institution, a seminary? And what do I like to, to do that, to, 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 to be there? And in so doing, to craft an institution that is known far and wide and actually is from top to bottom devoted to local church service. So I showed up with that with that conviction and I wanted to build a team that 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 would embrace that vision and it would help me to extend that vision. And so then I began to make hires in senior level and then and then faculty of course in particular uh, of individuals who, who appreciate that vision, who who, who who believed in that vision and who had a, a calling not just to me or to even Midwestern, but a calling to that vision. And so in those early months, you know, I was able to hire a VP for, for advancement or for institutional relations named Charles Smith, who, who, who championed that vision and does champion that vision. Our provost, Dr. Jason Dusing, uh, on the academic side, who came in those early, early years, who believed in that vision and championed that vision. And then from those two key hires flowed literally dozens of other hires and uh, faculty members like Jared Wilson and Owen Strand and Matthew Barrett and Andreas Kostenberger and John Mark Yates and uh, more recent days Jason DeRushi and, and so many others who, who believe in that vision and extend that vision. So it really began with you know, the right convictions for the institution right. and then look for those convictions and people who embraced those and could extend those with me and, and then recruiting them to come here and be a part. Awesome. Awesome. Now that... That is really good. Um, and it's funny because I just interviewed, I don't know when this one is going to uh, going to broadcast, but I just interviewed uh, Dr. Swain from RTS um, Orlando. And he mentioned the same thing about having the conviction for pastoring and the uh, the academic. Um, and it, it's good to see those two come together. Um, so you, you mentioned that you pastored. Uh, Tell me a little bit about that. I have a lot of local pastors that listen as well as I usually do a local pastor spotlight. Tell me a little bit about that. I guess that early time of pastoring, what area were you in? Uh, what were some of the challenges that you faced there and, and uh, stuff like that? Yeah. So just again, to give you a brief, a brief sketch, I grew up in Mobile, Alabama. I came to know the Lord my freshman year in college. I grew up in a Christian home in a, in, a, in a Southern Baptist conservative church, so I was around the things of, of God and around Christian people, but as far as personally you know, converting and becoming a follower of Christ, that didn't happen until my freshman year in college. I was mm-hmm. a college athlete. I played college basketball. So that was really what, what animated me. Um, my, my junior year in college, that sense of a calling to ministry really peaked. And it really became clear that ministry isn't something I would dabble in and do around the edges, but that really was in my core, what God had made me to do, what God was calling me to do. And so so in God's timing, about the time that became really clear to me, several things happened. Uh, one is I left the college basketball team to pursue ministry. 
About the same time, I, I had developed a good relationship with Steve Lawson, who's a who was a pastor then and is a preacher now, who many of your listeners know. Uh, mm-hmm. Steve, at that point, was pastor of Dolphin Way Baptist Church in Mobile. He brought me on staff, and I served with him as assistant to the pastor for three years, uh, from 98 to 2001. I moved to Louisville in 2001, my wife and I, to pursue an MDiv degree. While there, I pastored uh, my first church for close to four years by Fort Knox, and I loved everything about pastoral ministry, preaching the word, shepherding, uh, administrative oversight uh, of a staff, and just, just the, the trappings of local church ministry. It, just, it felt so central to who I was and what God was calling me to do, and we were very happy pastoring. Uh, in, in December, late December of 2005, Dr. Muller called me and asked me if I would consider coming to work as assistant to the president. Uh, chief of staff type role in the president's office at Southern Seminary. I wound up agreeing in very early January. And so I'm still in the, the Louisville area generally. I, I go there and pretty early on, like that spring of 06, I began serving as a as an interim pastor, which becomes a preaching pastor role at Carlisle Avenue Baptist Church. I wound up doing that for about six years. Still mm. working full-time at the seminary, part-time at the church, but preaching and leading. And then on the back side of those two actual pastors, I've been interim pastor at different places and just always managed to be around and in local church service and ministry. And, and I love that. Uh, that. That animates me. It's a sweet compliment to my responsibility as president. I mean, there's an official nature to my role here, a formal nature to my role here. And local church ministries has a way of keeping me grounded, of keeping me in the word, of keeping mm-hmm. me close to God's people. Awesome. Good deal. So there's a couple of things that you you said in that 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 background. I appreciate you diving into that a little bit. Uh, one thing is, uh, you know, the basketball thing. Uh, I, I played. I was a I was an athlete as well, and I, I, we were joking. Me and some vendors at the Ligonier um, conference this year was talking about. You know, a lot of the Ligonier guys are pretty tall, and and somebody mentioned your name is being tall. They said, "Yeah, Doctor uh, uh, Allen's tall too." So for my listeners, how tall are you, Dr. Allen? <laughs> you know, yeah, thanks for asking me such weighty theological questions. Yeah, <laughs> uh, man. I'm, uh, I'm laughing here. I am, when I played college basketball, they listed me at six foot seven. Now that's with, mm-hmm. you know, basketball tennis shoes on and standing up straight and fudging a quarter inch. I'm probably closer <laughs> to like six, six, five and a half, gotcha. six, six. Okay. All right. That's, that's just a, a random question. Also, um, you mentioned um, working alongside Dr. Lawson. Um, that is awesome. One of my favorite guys to listen to. Dr. Lawson actually has been a guest on the bar. Uh, we've been blessed to have him on the show as well. Um, and probably one of our most download episodes. So that is awesome, sir. So um, right here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, what's up? We're Guys with Bibles. I'm Scott. I'm Sean. And I'm Lee. We're just three Reformed Baptists getting back to the foundations of our faith and the 1689 Confession. Studying Scripture. Discussing doctrine. And glorifying God. You're going to get the gospel and hear some sound teaching straight from the Scriptures. And you're also going to hear a lot of laughs, mispronounced Old Testament names, and almost episodic references to Job and my trip to Israel. Check out the Guys with Bibles podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or the podcatcher of your choice. And visit our website, guyswithbibles.com, to read our blog posts, too. Thanks, guys. We're Guys with Bibles, and we're out. God bless. See you soon. No, you won't. It's a podcast. <laughs> you, I, can, I can see through the podcast. All right, we're back in here with my new friend, Dr. Allen. 
Midwestern and uh, usually jump right into um, I have bar signatures. But before I do that, um, like I said in the email, we've had we've had the pleasure of having Dr. Moeller and uh, Dr. Aiken, um, Dr. Duncan. A lot of these guys have been on the show by guys grace. And um, and I always give them a, a floor to kind of kind of pitch the school, you know, to, to the littles that may be contemplating going somewhere. So tell my listeners why they should choose uh, Midwestern Southern Seminary. Yeah, thank you for the question. You're, you're very kind uh, in, how, in how you set this up for me, Dwayne. You know, first of all, I do want to acknowledge, not just as a professional courtesy, but as a, a real statement of, of belief that, man, the Lord has been good uh, to us. And here, and, and not just here, but to us, meaning the church with more than one healthy seminary. You mentioned a couple there. I think I've heard you mention uh, Ligonier Ministries and perhaps a reference there to Reform Theological Seminary with our PCA friends, but most specifically, uh, Danny Aiken and Al Moeller. Those are dear friends, dear colleagues and institutions where they're doing great work. So so I, I would say, first of all, like I mean, you can actually be in God's will and not be at Midwestern Seminary. In fact, you cannot be at Midwestern <laughs> Seminary. And be flourishing in God's will and flourishing in your pursuit of theological education. And those two institutions in particular you just mentioned, I'm quite confident of, of that assessment with them. Here, I think what would make us distinct are a number of things. First of all, the, uh, the, the specific calling of local church service. And we're really clear about that from top to bottom. It just, it's just in our DNA here. I mean, it's hard to overstate how central that is for us. And so to those listening who are looking to be a student minister, a pastor, a church planter, a, a missionary. You know, all that rolls back to local church service. And I would say, I, I, I believe that you, if you have that sense of calling, would have a particular resonation with our, with our mission here, with our vision. Uh, secondly, I would say, look, institutions have life cycles. They all do. Churches have life cycles. Businesses have life cycles, et cetera. You know, here at Midwestern, the life cycle is just really a, a sweet one. I'm in my seventh year. Our team generally is of, is of my generation. You know, the names I mentioned, the Jason Dusings, the Owen Strands, the Matthew Barrett's, the Jason DeRushis. You know, those individuals all are basically my generation. And so we, we have a calling here, not just for a season, but to do this together for decades. That's our ambition, our calling together. And so, you know, we are an ascendant institution by any real uh, by any real metric of assessment, and that brings a certain joy and exhilaration in the ride, a, cer- a certain pleasure in being here. And every six months, a major faculty addition is announced. You know, every six months, we're we're breaking ground on a new construction project. We're dedicating a building. Uh, those are just just added added points of uh, appreciation. I would also say practically, Dwayne. Um, you know, everything from tuition rates to the livability of Kansas City to the campus community and culture being one of cheerfulness and of joy. All those things matter. So I'll begin with convictional, who we are, why we exist, what we teach, work out to the practical and say it rolls up to be a very compelling institution. And look, don't just take my work or take it, you know, take it from our students. The seminary has nearly quadrupled in size the past five years. We went from having about 1,100 students not that long ago in the academic year we're in, we are we are uh, easing up towards towards 38, 3,900, 4,000 students. So, God has been really good. And um, in addition to my personal belief in what we're doing, there are a lot of you know satisfied customers walking around. To borrow an expression <laughs> from the corporate world, a lot of satisfied customers walking around who's who are enjoying being here very much. Yes, sir. And and those satisfied customers, they t- they talk about it. Um, and um, one of them being one of my, uh, I have a 
podcast network and one of the guys on my network is taking classes there, Virgil Walker, uh, and my friend that works at Crossway, Mr. Tony, and also the young man that almost pushed me into getting you on the show, uh, Mr. Ed, is uh, all three guys that have been really singing the praises of the university and what you guys got going on. So I definitely, definitely uh, appreciate you throwing that out there. And those that are considering, uh, there you go. I hope that helps uh, in your decision making. By, by so, Ed, I presume you mean Ed Romine. I I do. <laughs> yeah, that's my hey, brother. Ed's on the first team. I think the world of Ed. We love having him here as a PhD student, and I'm yes, glad he gave you the nudge to have me on. Oh yeah, yeah. It was more than a nudge. Just FYI. <laughs> so um, let's get into my bar signature questions, and you know, you made a joke about uh, being a deep theological questions well we're, we're going to get into the deep theological question for these bar signature questions i'm just kidding but here they go first signature question is what kind of music do you listen to yeah i'm pretty eclectic on that Dwayne. uh if i'm reading or writing it tends to be classical music i love to listen to uh to movie soundtracks um you know where there's a melody but there aren't words mm-hmm. i get distracted if i hear words <laughs> if I'm exercising, which I don't do enough of, it tends to be more upbeat. If I'm on the boat, uh, you know, if I'm in, in the boat on the lake with the kids, it's probably 1950s and 60s and 70s oldies music playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm just in a general sense of working my office, and that's often, you know, kind of the Together for the Gospel hymn tracks playing. So I'm pretty eclectic uh, in, what, yeah. in the music interests I have. No, that's that's a good list. Good list. All right. Next signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading? So, man, I, I love being asked this question, but I but I kind of hate being asked this question because <laughs> I'm never good about the title of the book. Mm-hmm. Okay, But let that's me give you a few that are like right now at hand. And I always got kind of five books going. One is um, I'm about to finish up the the book by Steve Wellam and Trent Hunter. They did together, and it's something like Christ in all the scriptures, or from beginning to end, seeing Christ in all the scriptures, something like that. Uh, the new Tony Reinke little book on uh, kind of social media and what's impacting us that I just got in the mail a couple of days ago. I have that at hand, and I'm I'm reading. Um, there is a, a Greg Allison book. I just got it a couple of days ago. I'm beginning to read through. It's like 25 questions on theology. Um, I recently finished up None Greater by Matthew Barrett here in our faculty. Um, so those are some different books. I always have biographies going as well, which are more casual and more, you know, kind of more laid back reading for me. Uh, but I have a lot of books always cycling through. Mm. Okay. Good deal. All right, last signature bar question is, what podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. You know, again, I'm pretty eclectic about my podcast. They range from everything from politics to American history to presidential history to theology to preaching. Now, on the preaching front, it tends not to be like, Preacher X is my favorite preacher, so I listen to his podcast every you know, Monday from what he <laughs> preached the previous Sunday. It mm-hmm. tends to be more episodic, like, okay, I'm going to preach on Mark 10 next week. I wonder what, like, if Don Carson ever preached on this text. I wonder if John MacArthur, well, how he preached this text. Mm-hmm. Or it would be more like I would work backwards from a text or a topic and look for podcasts there. 
Uh, what is more, my wife and I at times will fall asleep at night and listen to different podcasts. Over the years, I, I often have went to kind of a lot of Ligonier podcasts with R.C. Sproul, just those kind of late-level lectures over the years where he's mm-hmm. going on issues of church history, issues of theology. Um, I, I've done those a lot over the years. So it's something that I can listen to, and I have to balance that because if it's something I find too boring, I, I frankly, I'll, I'll, I won't fall asleep because my mind will be racing about other things. If that's something I find too fascinating, I won't fall asleep because my mind uh, is racing about the podcast. Mm-hmm. I like it to be something that, that like, I'm, I'm generally aware of what they're talking about, and I find of interest. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't need to take notes to get the names and dates right <laughs> on the church history podcast. Mm-hmm. But I'm generally familiar with it, and I enjoy it, and it's educational. It's inspiring in some way, and uh, but I can at the same time kind of wind down as I'm as I'm falling asleep listening to it. Awesome. Awesome. Good deal. <clears throat> wow. So, um, man, that, that was a good yeah, list. Hey, if, I, if I can go back with a couple more here real quick on the podcast front, just my mind's racing as we're talking. A few others <laughs> I listen to often. I, I enjoy Dan Darling's podcast, The Way Home. I enjoy Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, there's a podcast called Founders, which they it's, it's actually where they get into the biographies of different, different corporate leaders in American history. Everything from you know Steve Jobs to Cornelius Vanderbilt and a bunch of people in between. And Midwestern Seminary produces a lot of great podcasts I listen to. The Credo Podcast, uh, the Center for Public Theology, Dr. Owen Strand Podcast, the For the Church Podcast with Jared Wilson. So all these people, I subscribe to more podcasts than I get around to listening to, but I'd rather air that way and you can kind of glance at them and, and, and give them a thumbs up or thumbs down than subscribing to too few. Agreed. Just add the bar to that list and we'll be good to go. <laughs> hey, I'm do that right now as we're talking. How about that? Sounds good. Sounds good. So, um, man, I really appreciate you coming on to the show. Um, and, and definitely I know my audience are, are excited about this episode. Um, uh, I always like to give my guests, uh, the floor to kind of close it out. Any, uh, words of encouragement or anything like that you want to give my listeners and we'll be out. No, listen, to those who listen, thank you for listening. A, B, just, I'm always glad to hear from you. Man, if there's something you want to encourage me with or as a, as a seminary president, you're thinking, man, I always wish a seminary would, would uh, take on this topic or speak to this issue or offer this class. I can't guarantee we'll do it, but we're always pleased to hear from people. So tweet at me, email me, and um, just know that I'm honored to get to serve Midwestern Seminary. I'm honored to get to serve pastors and ministers like those who listen to, to Bar. Awesome. Thank you, sir. To the listeners, make sure you check out the Bar Podcast every Tuesday. Check out everything that we have going on the Bar Network Monday, Pastors Discussion, the Bar Podcast on Tuesdays, of course. Wednesday, uh, we have Just Thinking with Daryl and Virgil. Thursday, we have Bars and the Mario Live Show. And Friday, we have Truth and Fire. Make sure you go to uh, website, barpodcast.com. Also, pick up some bar gear. We got hats this summertime now. We got tank tops. Uh, I think I might have some flip-flops so you can represent your favorite podcast at the beach, on vacation, or around the house. Just check us out. That's at bargear.com. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, The Bar Podcast, and then on Instagram and Twitter, The Bar underscore podcast. It's your boy, Dwayne. Till next time, God bless, and we are out.
What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there